0: Expressed in this podcast are some those of the authors and
1: guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. I'm Mike Edibeck. <laughs> I'm Alex Gourley. <laughs> and these are our Soberless, Soberless Thoughts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ta tie, ta, ta.
1: Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Oh. All the king's horses and all the king's men uh-huh. couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Humpty. Tonight we're talking about nursery rhymes. Not just any nursery rhymes, but fucking terrifying
2: nursery rhymes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the ones that will plague your dreams. That's right.
1: And uh, what better to drink when you're doing nursery rhymes is to drink a Humpty Dumpty, which is
2: brandy and ale. (laughs) That's right. Now we're doing, uh, so this is the first time we've had the brandy on here. Um, Brandy is a distilled liquor. Uh, If you are unaware or unfamiliar, it is distilled fruit or grapes, mainly grapes, um, so it is about 80 proof. So 40% alcohol, uh, sometimes, you know, a lot of times they will age them in barrels. So it does have a little bit of amber hue to it. But when you taste it, it has a little bit of like a wine flavor, um, which is actually kind of interesting I mean, Brandy is one of those things. I never really drank a lot, Yeah. um, which we're drinking E and J, which is apparently America's most popular brandy, but I don't think there's a whole hell of a lot of people that drink brandy in America, but <laughs> it is the most popular out of them uh sometimes you'll see on brandy stuff like vsop or xo or vs and there's all this other stuff and like every time i saw it starting out i was like i don't know what the hell any of that means i just thought it was like cool stuff that they just put on there right. uh but but apparently like vs means uh like uh, i think it's very special so, and it actually means it's been aged for two years which is what I got on this side of the microphone, which is E and J V S. You got V S O P. You down with me? You down with me. Uh, <laughs> which is aged four years. So yours should have a little bit more of a, you know, um kind of wood flavors, maybe a little bit more sweet caramel uh kind of flavors to it a little bit. Nice. Dare I say floral? No. <laughs> Yeah, no, that would say floral with this one. Uh, not even effervescent. Not um, even effervescent. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, it's definitely gonna be sweet. It's gonna be like uh, like a I don't know. I always put it in like if you took wine and distilled it is what it tastes like to me. Did you say we haven't drank brandy before? But I'm, I think we
1: have. I think it was mixed with something. We did a cocktail in the past, in the past episode that had brandy in it. Which is why I have a bottle of brandy
2: at my house. Yeah, that I left there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're probably right on that one. Because um, there Cause is some...
1: When you said that it was the most popular brandy in the United States that like triggered a deja vu of you saying that
2: before. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, brandy. <laughs> Every time I say it, I can't help to think of like brandy... And JoJo or whatever, that Brandy chick name was from, like, the 90s. The singer? R&B singer. Yeah. yeah. And every time I'm like, oh, I need to get some Brandy. I feel like I'm, like, going to go surf around for some chick named Brandy. Didn't she have a sex tape? No. I don't know. <laughs> Did she? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of brandies out there had some sex tapes. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a popular stripper name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs>
1: All right, we tasting this brandy.
2: Yeah. Now, all right. So I've got up here because we're yeah. not. I'm not an avid brandy drinker. I was just yeah. curious. Okay. The classic way to enjoy well aged brandy is to uh, is to have brandy in a sniffer at room temperature, mm. and the drink will then hold the bow of the sniffer in the palm of his hand. You know how they do it, like making fun of it. Yeah. Or they just kind of like cup it, like cup it like a nice set of balls. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and gently. Warm the brandy and release the aromas. So you swirl it around while letting your hand warm it up a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I've got a. I've got it in my skull sniffer. There you go. Uh, so you just gently warm it up in okay. your hands. Make sure the bowels are warm. I'm shaking. Um, that's right. And then you'll. Uh, I mean, I'm stirring it. Take a take a nice little sniff out of it, just to see what you got there. There you go. Mm. And now, as you drink, you'll want to drink and then breathe out.
0: How is that your...
2: possible? <laughs> I don't know. Well, the way this thing is looking, I'm like, breathe. Wait, you drink. Oh, no, no, no. It's telling. Oh, I'm sorry. This diagram is kind of confusing. I know what it is. It's you breathe in through your mouth and out your nose. Ah. Um. Also, when you drink hard liquor, you're supposed to... The first drink is supposed to acclimate your palate to the intensity of the alcohol. So you actually kind of like take a sip, swish it around. Is this
1: hard liquor? What proof is this?
2: This is only like uh, 80 proof. So 40%. So it's like, you know, it's like a regular alcohol.
1: Both of ours are that?
2: I don't know about yours. Mine definitely is. 80 proof. Yep. I can't figure. So... The first, since we're being bougie about this, so the first taste is where yeah. you're going to acclimate your palate to the intensity of the alcohol. Okay. The second one is where you're going to get all the flavors. Now, the first one, when you, you want to take a sip, switch around your mouth, swallow, you want to breathe in your nose and out your mouth. If you breathe in your mouth, you'll choke on the vapors. That's why like, you ever like take a shot or something and you kind of choke upon it because you're breathing in at the same time. So... In your nose, out your mouth, and then the second one, take the sip. So, let's try this thing. Okay. So, there's my first one. So far, it's kind of smooth. Mmm. He loves it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the second one where you're going to taste all the flavor. I literally
1: have stuff floating in my glass from whatever was in this before I poured this brandy in here,
2: mm, but yeah uh, that tastes <laughs> awesome. It could also be the cork from the brandy because that bottle is kind of old mm, it looks like just dust particles <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like this is it's warm, not just like alcohol wise warm but it's like Warm to the taste, where it's like a, I don't know, it's hard to explain. (laughs) I definitely tell, like, it's definitely just distilled grapes. Definitely, like I said, just warm, a little sweet. Now, don't forget, save a little bit so you can pour your beer in there and make a Humpty Dumpty yeah yeah about that
1: (laughs) i got it Mm -hmm. i saved a little bit in the bottom for my all right now what beer are you going to pour into your glass to make a humpty dumpty well because a humpty dumpty is a mixture of brandy and ale
2: so i'm actually not doing an ale Uh, i'm doing a lager but whatever um I'm doing a red stripe all the way from Jamaica. 4.7% uh, alcohol. Uh well we're going to highlight this one on a different one cuz uh summer is right around the corner and that's a good beer to have during the summer. Mm yeah. What are you uh what are you doing yours with?
1: I am filling my glass with some
2: Coors Light.
1: Mm Coors lot Because it's As low low in calories, low in carbs. I'm trying to stick with my diet after drinking all that fucking
2: voodoo r- ranger shit. God damn. <laughs> yeah, that stuff will put an extra notch on the belt for sure. <laughs> all those craft beers are dangerous. I uh absolutely love the uh the Imperial one. I mean, it's like when I wanted something to jump on top of my boo boo that just hits the spot
1: right on the boo-boo
2: yeah all right i'm
1: gonna taste the humpty dumpty now
2: all right let's do it much easier for me to put down oh yeah that's that could be dangerous (laughs) i feel like i could have picked a better beer for it but yeah Maybe like an Irish red would be you know, really it, good with it. It
1: really brought a significant different taste to this Coors Light, but it tastes good.
2: I know. That's what I'm sitting here thinking. Like it has like a like I said, it just has a warm flavor, like a nice a nice body to it. Humpty Dumpty Alex on a scale of
1: uh ten to James Bond, right? yeah a scale of ten to james Bond what do you rank the Dumpty. I'm, go, I'm
2: gonna go a solid seven a seven yeah
1: that's pretty good
2: that's pretty good yeah I liked it 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 was, it was it was like warm it's like it's it was like a good i don't know a good like winter drink is the best way I could describe it a
1: winter drink
2: Yeah, like one you want to have on like a cold day.
1: Like something sitting next to a fire? Oh, yeah. I I can see that. I can see that. Like a a Sam Adams winter lager. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it kind of tasted like to me with my Coors Light. Yeah. Was the Sam Adams winter lager.
2: Hmm. Maybe that's how they do it. They put a little brandy in their Coors Light. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like brandy-aged uh, beers and stuff like that put in old brandy barrels. Oh, there's actually whiskeys that do that too, like uh, Angel's Envy. Have you ever had that? No. Never even heard oh, of it. Oh, Angel's Envy. I'm a big fan. Uh, we'll do that one on, next, on another episode. I might have to spend a little money on that one. What uh, What is that? It is so. What they do is they take whatever she just we I, we, I just I just heard
1: her yelling in the background.
2: No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't have any leftover. My at my love, my everything. Um, <laughs> it is uh, <laughs> it is uh, essentially it's bourbon like by the definition of everything bourbon so you know there's a lot of rules with bourbon where it's got to be a new charred oak barrel it's got to be a certain percentage of corn it's got to do all that stuff well what they do is they make the bourbon and then they take after it's been bourbon and they age it in old brandy wine barrels um and because of that it gives it a little bit of a like you know bourbons already have a little bit more of a sweetness for a whiskey and then this kind of gives it this little like punch of like a medium, robust, sweet, a little bit of a hint of kind of grape to it. Um uh, almost like a like a red wine ish like twinge that just really kind of fills in the gaps of the bourbon. Oh wow. And it's it is delicious. Um speaking of red
1: wine. I have a bottle of red wine here next to me. Yeah i think is from the original
2: wine with wives episode that we recorded <laughs> holy shit god cassette and bronze and put it up on the mantle. <laughs> i mean it's been a while it's got a it's got a wine stopper in the bottle so i don't know like can i still drink it, <laughs> it wait is there wine still in it yeah that's what i'm saying oh man dude that's gonna be like vinegar I mean, yeah, you could you could still drink it. It ain't gonna hurt you. Probably it it's gonna taste funky. It's gonna be a little bitter. It's got a, it's got the cork like
1: pushed back in it. It's mer,
2: M-I- pinot Mirosal. noir.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's it. Exactly.
2: That yeah, because I, I I recognize the back of that bottle because that's one of my that's one of my go to red wines. Yeah. That is what we had on the line with wives. There's still some left in it, because uh, after that episode, you all went upstairs and crashed out, and I stayed down there and was chugging more of that wine. Right, you're mad. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna taste it right now. I'm yeah, let's it. See. yeah, let's see. Oh God. <laughs> yeah it's, it's it gonna smells, be. It smells a little pungent. It's red wine vinegar at this point is what it is.
1: Oh yeah, um, yeah.
2: expired.
1: Uh, wow, that instant—I can't even talk. Jesus, that like instantly completely dried out my fucking mouth.
2: Yeah, it. So red are definitely gonna be drier. But on top of that, it's you know it's gone bad. <laughs> yeah, he just tried it. oh uh,
1: God, how hey, you love that. Uh Yeah, uh, instant cotton mouth. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna rank that uh two. Uh,
2: <laughs> he said he he ranked that as a two on my scale of James Bond ten. <laughs> it was the first wine with wives. Yeah, like six months. Yeah, six months. Yeah, that would be pretty gnarly. Yeah. All right, dude. Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty.
1: So at the beginning of the episode, I recited to you the nursery rhyme of Humpty Dumpty. That's right. And so the history behind Humpty Dumpty is that it was a popular 17th century drink made of brandy and ale, which Uh would really get people fucked up. Which would, which was slang in the 17th century for falling off the wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when they were like blackout
2: drunk and couldn't even walk home. That the, that's an it that that's so it like that makes so much sense because yeah. like Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. If you're shit house and you're sitting on a wall, which yeah. by the way, Humpty Dumpty, I how could you not think about? I'm going to go to the toilet on this one, but every time I heard that song, I thought of somebody sitting on the edge of a wall trying to take a shit. <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. I was like, why is he shitting down the back of a wall? God, I don't why, I don't know
1: why you would instantly just go straight to that. It doesn't say anything about him taking a shit.
2: Cause maybe his name's Humpty and he's taking a Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> Dumpty. Okay, I get it now. Dumpty. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> like it was something I always thought as a kid, like Dumpty. Taking a Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> i'm Almost almost start taking Dumpties. <laughs> hey, <sighs> uh, I got to go. I got to go take a Dumpty.
1: So what uh made me think of doing a podcast about uh terrifying Nursery rhymes is I have a two-year-old son, and he loves books, loves to be read to, loves looking at all the pictures in the books. So his mom and I will sit down with him at night when we're about to put him in bed, and we'll read him some nursery rhymes, right? Yeah. Well, (laughs) we start reading some of these nursery rhymes, (laughs) and we're like, as adults, like what? the fuck (laughs) am I reading to my child? (laughs) Like, this is some insanity. Like, some of these are
2: are absolutely crazy, man. But I'm sure it's ones you loved as a kid, too, and you never realized the crazy intensity that these things were about, which I do have a note about Humpty Dumpty, FYI, because I also did a little research on that as well. All right, yeah. Uh, So Humpty Dumpty... I, I did a little research and I found this thing that was talking about Humpty Dumpty was actually uh, referring to, which I noticed a lot of these are this way like they refer to real life events, or at least in some of the stuff I found. And Humpty Dumpty was actually talking about a cannon that king charles the first had that it was massive it was on the side of a castle and it would just destroy people right and he yeah. nicknamed it humpty dumpty because back then if you call like to call something humpty dumpty just meant it was large uh, like it was just like a little slang stupid thing they said yeah. so during the second english civil war uh there was like a return cannon that destroyed Humpty Dumpty that the king nicknamed that cannon and then it fell hit the ground and all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Oh, that makes sense. And that was his like, that was his baby was that big ass cannon because he's like, I don't know, maybe trying to compensate for something, but you know, (laughs) yo, yo girl I got this Humpty Dumpty. You want to see this Humpty?
1: (laughs) So we want to start calling that a a, a euphemism
2: for your dick now yeah a humpty humpty dumpty yeah now i don't want that's like an upper decker
1: (laughs) 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 all right alex uh so you did some research it sounds like and uh yeah what nursery rhymes did you find that were
2: terrifying and crazy and just weird for you i uh I don't know, man. I just kind of went through different ones. It was just trying to find out some uh, interesting uh, like backstories to it. Yeah. Uh, the I'm trying to see if there was one that like stuck out in front of all the other ones. Um, Peter Pumpkin Eater. I thought yeah. that was crazy. Did Actually, you do anything on that one?
1: I have uh, Peter Pumpkin Eater is in one of the books that I have for our son that, oh, do you? I, do you? that I marked out. Go ahead. Read it. Let's hear it. All right. This is straight out of my son's nursery rhyme book. All right. Peter, Peter pumpkin eater, Peter, Peter pumpkin eater had a wife and couldn't keep her. He put her in a pumpkin shell and there he kept her very well. (laughs) As you should. (laughs) so that reminds me of like some of this like dark goth bluegrass music that i listen to (laughs) sometimes yeah no i totally and he peter totally killed his wife and then (laughs) stuffed her inside of a giant fucking pumpkin
2: yeah yeah pretty much i mean that's what happened yeah, no, that's totally... Out, out of the research, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it was... Uh, somebody said... Now, some of this is like hearsay of what historians think, but yeah. this was, was a story about a guy named Peter who had a wife who was cheating on him. So this is like a story directed at women, like don't cheat on your husbands. Right. Uh, so he essentially uh killed her, and put her body into a pumpkin shell. Yeah. And some people said it, it that was like a euphemism or whatever for like a chimney, which I'm like, wow. So now we're also cremating her in the... And you the know, story, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you get pumpkin shell from a chimney, though? Or a chimney... See, or, a, that was a big leap for me when I yeah. saw that. I was like, pumpkin shell? But at the same time, you got to think, you got to like... You got to, there has to be certain liberties because you got to make this shit rhyme. Right. And it just sounds better. Put her in a pumpkin shell. In there, he kept her very well. Well done. Mm. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. Or maybe a pumpkin shell could be an oven. Ooh. Ooh. There you go. Right. And he kept, yeah. He flavored his food with her.
1: Yeah. He fucking ate her.
2: Yeah. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh, Peter,
1: Peter Lecter, that's right? <laughs> Dude, we're just going to get to the bottom of all these nursery rhymes. <laughs> we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna figure
2: it out. That's what we're gonna do because that's what we do so well on this podcast. Oh, we kill it, man! As we figure this shit out, we're like investigative journalism over here. Right, let's investigate this book. This is right. just,
1: I'm just going to go through this book. And uh if you have some background on it, good. If not, we'll just try and figure it out. Okay. And see what it is. All, all right? right. Uh the first one I got is Rub a dub dub. Do you know this? Do you know this nursery rhyme? I do. Rub a dub dub, three men in a tub. And who do you think they be? The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Turn them out, knaves all three. <laughs> <laughs> okay it so, sounds like
2: a I was gonna say it sounds like a murder mystery for clue the butcher the baker and the candlestick maker
1: all three in a tub together <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: three hey, men
1: in uh, a tub together okay what,
2: what's wrong with that <laughs> uh, you're just saving water and, and yeah coming right. really good friends with the butcher and the baker <laughs> and the candlestick maker <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh so do you know what the word knaves means naval no 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 <laughs> knaves means that they're like suspicious characters or uh oh
2: they're like can't be trusted so, all right, I do have a little background on this. I didn't write this one down, but I remember reading it a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's actually, so it's about uh, three shady guys who are perverts.
0: <laughs>
2: and, like, in the original poem or something, I I don't remember this fully, but it was actually three women in a tub. Yeah. And it was, like, rub-a-dub-dub, three women in a tub. And then, like the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker were the knaves who were like spying on them or something like that. Yeah. Um, but that's that's all I remember from reading it for the most part, and that was like pretty much the end of it. It was just a story about three pervy dudes who all like had apparently had different occupations, but they're like, you know what, we can get around checking these chicks out in the tub. <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh,
1: that's... I don't know. There's something gross going on there. Yeah. (laughs) The knaves. Either something gross going on there or something very uh, forward-thinking going on
2: there. (laughs) Oh, for sure. The butcher, the baker. But, like, all right, so butcher, the baker. Why is a candlestick maker... Like, I feel like he's a (laughs) (laughs) tag-along.
1: I don't know. I feel like the candlestick maker might be the influencer of
2: the whole group. Oh yeah, I was like, "Come on, guys! Hey, yeah. look! Hey, let me show you how I make my candlesticks." <laughs> I'm pretty sure back then, like,
1: you didn't. Well, you, I know for a fact you didn't just take showers. Oh yeah, you had to bathe, and you and you only bathed like once a week. Oh yeah, so it, yeah, so like so. It's the candlestick maker, and he's saying, you know. Yeah. Hey, I got the bath. You want the bath, you'll come yeah. with me in the bath.
2: <laughs>
1: like some- <laughs> All right, the next one on my list is three blind mice. Nice. Three blind mice, three blind mice. See how they run. See how they run. They all ran after the farmer's wife who cut off their tails with a carving knife. Did ever you see such a sight in your life as three blind
2: mice? Three blind ass mice. <laughs> um, did you look up the history of that? I actually did. I've I, a lot of these. I've actually, I've, I've kind of came across. Um, it's funny you're picking these because these are the like considered like the more with the most like weird background to them. Yeah. Uh, this one was about um, Bloody Mary, actually. Yeah, that's what I. That's the background that I looked up too. That
1: it's okay, Bloody Mary. I don't yeah. say I don't have it. If you got it, let's hear it. It says uh, in 17th century Britain, Protestants and Catholics didn't exactly get along. The three blind mice were three Protestant loyalists who uh, were accused of plotting against the Catholic Queen Mary, also known as Bloody Mary, who we did an episode on. Because of the massacres of Protestants carried uh, carried out in her name, Queen Mary is the farmer's wife but she didn't cut off the tails of the three protestants she just burned them at the stake
2: (laughs) yeah but she was a fan of dismemberment apparently oh yeah she was actually i have another
1: uh i have another one that nursery rhyme that
2: uh is about bloody mary as well I remember another one but I don't remember what it was. It's called Mary Mary Quite Contrary. Oh yeah, that's what it was.
1: Mary Mary Quite Contrary, how does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maids all in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so Bloody Mary was uh murderous enough that she has been immortalized in several different nursery rhymes. Uh <laughs> what is this one? This one the, the silver bells and the cockle shells are both torture uh devices that she would use. I didn't look up like exactly what they were, but it says they're like instruments of torture that were like her favorites. And the pretty maids. Oh, really? Yeah, the pretty maids in the garden that's growing is actually a cemetery. Because she would kill, huh. she would kill the maids, the women, and because uh, there was a lot of rumors that she was off in these virgin girls in her kingdom and drinking their blood and shit to try and yeah, and like bathing in it, yeah, to remain young or whatever, yeah, keep her keep her I youthful you, appearance.
2: I, I thought you were gonna say she's a fan of the Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> um I will say I don't know why, but as we're reading that one, I was I felt like that could also be uh, a euphemism <laughs> for pubes. <laughs> Mary Mary, quite contrary. Look at your garden grow. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, ooh, that gets gross because then it's got with silver whatever. bells and cockle shells. Yeah, she she need to check somebody. She need to go to a doctor. <laughs>
1: Maybe it just meant that her that her bush was starting to
2: go gray. There you go. Yeah. yeah it's about old gray bush. Yeah. <laughs> and not STDs. Yeah. <laughs> Conkle <laughs> shells and puppy dog tails or whatever the hell that was.
1: <laughs> and then it said, and pretty maids all in a row is the last line. So how would that fit into that?
2: All the chicks are lining up to, to get, get a, a taste get of a Mary's taste garden.
1: Silver back, huh?
2: yeah that's right (laughs) she's like y'all gonna go right here (laughs) get it Mary that's why she's so yeah if I knew what contrary meant more I would (laughs) I was going that's why she's so contrary I was like no that doesn't make sense she'd be happy as hell (laughs) yeah that doesn't make
1: contrary doesn't (laughs) sound like it's a happy thing yeah
2: All right, let's stick
1: with this theme and uh, the next one in my book for uh, my son Ring around the rosy. Nice. And we all know this one. Ring around the rosy. A pocket full pocket of posy. pocket full of posy. Ashes. 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 We all fall down. Oh. And you know the uh, history of this one, right?
2: Yeah, actually, I think I knew this one. This is one of the first ones I ever heard about, but I didn't know. Uh, because I knew it had to do with the black plague yes but i didn't know how until i like did some research on it
1: ring around the rosy rosy is like uh basically refers to a red rash that was one of the symptoms of the black plague and you would get like a ring like a rash that was in the form of a ring on like your cheek or somewhere on your skin yeah. and uh that would like i said that was one of the symptoms of the plague and then so that's the ring around the rosy and then the pockets full of posies is uh they would they would tend to during the plague fill their pockets full of things that smelled sweet and nice to try and combat the uh horrible smell of death that was going (laughs) around everywhere and also they believed that uh they could they could uh catch the plague through the pungent smell that they were smelling. Like it was somehow, you know, being, uh, it was contagious through the smell, through the bad smell. So they thought if they kept stuff that smelled really good around them to, to beat that nasty smell that they wouldn't catch it.
2: Yeah. That is so close, but so far. Right. Uh, Ashes, ashes is
1: is uh is symbolizing sneezing, which was another which was another symptom of the plague.
2: Oh, I've got a a darker version of that. Ashes and ashes, because they had to burn all the bodies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. all the ash would fall from the sky from them burning like a huge pile outside the uh, cities and stuff.
1: Well, really, what they did with the bodies was they transported them all to France, and they. Buried them all in the catacombs of Paris, to uh, to sacrifice children later to bring upon the devil upon the world. Remember, I told you about
2: that. <laughs> Holy shit, that went a wild turn to the right. I was like, all right, I'm with you. Holy shit, what? <laughs> I thought we talked about this, Alex. Yeah, yeah. actually, you know what's funny? You say that. There's actually a a nursery rhyme that has to do about that yeah and we'll see if we get to it here in a little bit but all right but <laughs> ring around the rosies uh i just you know what just makes me think about this whole thing i just want to take a stop i said this earlier i was telling cassie this i'm like you know what these are these are fucking memes in like the 18th 19th century oh yeah because- because they had no other way of communicating except like let's just teach them these nursery rhymes and they'll figure it out later that ring around the rosies pocket full of posies like they're literally going like we survived the plague y'all are dead uh, 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 and we all fall down
1: <laughs> right they're fucking yeah. taunting the dead over there
2: yeah so we should write one for the COVID-19 we should for for kids to <laughs> to start saying here in about 10 years we'll put it in our cerebral thoughts nursery rhyme book that we're yeah. going to write but we got like we have to layer it with shit where you don't really know what the fuck we're talking about but you right. kind of know what we're talking about right, yeah. cuz it seems like all these are just a just fill it full of puns and euphemisms yeah that's all it is it's like <laughs> shakespeare shit out of nursery rhyme
1: <laughs> oh my god all right, let's uh, cause we're doing like really popular nursery rhymes right now, so I'm yeah. gonna do this last really popular one here. All right, uh, well, rock,
2: yeah. rockabye baby. Oh, I I remember reading it, but I have no idea what that's about. All right, rockabye baby,
1: rockabye baby in the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bough breaks. The cradle will fall, and down will come baby, cradle and all. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the history of this. Uh, (sighs) King James II and his queen were rumored to have been uh, smuggling children because they couldn't have children themselves. So they were literally having their having like all their children that they had were not actually their children. Yeah. Like they stole those kids from other people. Yeah. And that's what in a roundabout way Rockabye Baby was originally
2: wrote about. <laughs> and I swear that's probably the number one song sung <laughs> to babies (laughs) when they're first born like goodbye baby like (laughs) i'm gonna sing a song about this guy stealing babies
1: (laughs) oh my gosh dude yeah and that's that's nuts man yeah all right i've got i've got two other ones that are in the books before i start going to some other crazy shit that i found online sweet uh these are I'm a, and all these ones that I'm reading that I'm all these ones that I'm reading are literally in my son's books. Okay? <laughs> Remember yeah. that when I'm when I'm reading you these next two. Okay? okay. They they want me to read this to my son, okay? All right. This this next one is called I Love Little Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. I love little pussy. Her coat is so warm. And if I don't hurt her, she'll be she'll do me no harm. I'll not pull her tail nor drive her away, but pussy and I are very gently will play.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, are you reading this to me when you tuck me at night? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, I get it. It's it's about a cat, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. that's
2: what it's supposed to be about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh like you would think like I'm sure that's that poem's not that old, is it? Cuz I've never heard that one before. Oh, yeah, that's an old poem. okay well let's go say there's a timeline for the word pussy for sure because it's like before this it just meant cat but anytime you say it now you know
1: oh yeah like it (laughs) at what point did pussy go from just referring to a cat to you know referring to a vagina now yeah oh uh
2: like 40s 50s i don't know what
1: was that what was that exact date
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know so here's the last one here's the last one that's another episode we'll just look up names for uh penis and vaginas and we'll discuss where they come from
1: okay write that write that down (laughs) so we don't
2: forget (laughs) yeah all right here's the here's the
1: last uh one out of the book okay this one is called The Owl and the Pussycat. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> you, you built me up on the first one, and now I'm ready. <laughs>
1: All right, here it goes. The Owl and the Pussycat went to sea in a beautiful pea green boat. They took some honey and plenty of money wrapped up in a five-pound note. The owl looked up to the stars above and sang to a small guitar, "Oh lovely pussy, oh pussy my love, what a beautiful pussy you are. You are, you are, what a beautiful pussy you are." <laughs> what do you think, Alex? Uh, yeah. Um <laughs> can you can you see my 2-year-old son walking around saying, "What a beautiful pussy you
2: are?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you got to teach him young, I guess. Be, uh, be, com- <laughs> you got to, you got to compliment. <laughs> <coughs> what a compliment. <laughs> Grandma, what a beautiful pussy. You are.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, thanks, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) This
1: nursery rhyme comes all the way from 1744 and Tom Thumb's Pretty Songbook is where I got this from, okay? There was a man so wise, he jumped into a brumbly bush. He scratched out both his eyes, and when he saw his eyes were out, and reason to complain. He jumped into a quickset hedge and scratched them out again. What? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> All right, do it once more. I got to hear this. I, I got
1: to like. There was a man so wise, he jumped into a bramble bush and mm-hmm. scratched out both his eyes. Mm-hmm. And when he saw his eyes were out, and reason to complain, he jumped into a quickset hedge and scratched them out again.
2: First of all, I don't know what a quickset hedge is, but <laughs> what is up with this dude scratching on his eyes?
1: <laughs> it's like he basically a br- a bush and a hedge are like the same thing. Yeah, I, this so, guy's just jumping headfirst into shit. Hey, he jumped into one bush. Scratched out his eyes, yeah, and then realized he scratched out his eyes. So he jumped into another bush and scratched out his eyes yeah. again,
2: to try to fix it. Like he's trying to do the sitcom bullshit, you know, where they like they hit somebody in the head with a frying pan. All of a sudden they got fucking amnesia, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, let's just hit him in the head again." Boom, and then boom, I'm back. Boom, oh shit, I'm gone. Boom, I'm back again. <laughs> Like this guy's like, I'll just cut my eyes out again, and they'll come back. <laughs> I'm just going to keep cutting my eyes
1: out till I can yeah. see.
2: <laughs> yeah, that or, or he's got some fucking issues. He's like, I just, I just like the way it feels. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that was definitely a, a little bit more. That was like, what's the story? What, what's the lesson <laughs> like no matter how don't think you're smarter than you really are. Is that what it is? Maybe. Like, I mean, that sounds yeah. like a good lesson. Yeah. Like don't, don't think you're smarter than everybody else. Cause you might jump head first into a briar patch and slice out your own eyes. Don't be, uh, don't jump into bushes. Maybe that's what it means. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about this one. Cause we were talking about earlier. Uh, But London Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And the only reason I said that because there was something you said earlier, I don't remember, and I mentioned it was uh, like another uh, nursery rhyme, but the whole uh, like London Bridge is falling down, falling Falling down, down, falling falling down, down. London London Bridge Bridge is falling down, my My fair fair lady." lady. So apparently that one comes from like the Middle Ages and it actually has to do with, it was common practice in the Middle Ages to take people, especially children, and then brick them up into a bridge. Jesus and let Christ. Them, <laughs> and just sacrifice them. And because they thought if they sacrifice someone to the bridge by literally stoning them up into the bridge, it would keep the bridge from falling. Wow. And they say that, I guess, I, I don't know if they did, but I guess there's theories saying they did that with the uh, London Bridge. Uh,
1: where, But it doesn't say anything about children and
2: the thing. It just says yeah. London Bridge well, is falling the, the, down. The, this was like theories I was reading on, but mm. if they said it was like people or children. They didn't know which one, but <clears throat> London Bridge is falling down. It's because they couldn't i guess either maybe it was either they tried to stop that practice like hey we're not gonna just throw people into the fucking thing and board them up and let them starve or dehydrate to death yeah and that's why it's falling down the uh
1: the research that i looked into on london bridge is falling down said that uh the most popular theory is that the song dates back to a bloody Viking raid on the city in the year 1000. No shit. Yeah.
2: Damn, that's old as hell.
1: Yeah. Like, that's the earliest known time of
2: the song. Huh.
1: Fucking Vikings.
2: That would make sense. I mean, that makes more sense because London Bridge is falling down. They're probably destroying it. Yeah. The My Fair Lady just might be like, them talking to somebody but you know
1: yeah they're fair ladies about to get raped by some vikings <laughs> yeah <laughs> what about jack and jill oh yeah jack and jill that's a kind of a fucked up one right jack and jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water jack fell down and broke his crown and jill came tumbling after will in after <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the history behind this one says that uh, a couple back in the 17th century, they were teens. They went up to the hill to have sex, right? Because that was a euphemism for fetching a pail of water, right?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. Me and old Susie going to fetch a pail of water, if you know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, what happened was, Jill
1: got pregnant right Yeah. Jack was all fucked up about it and hit himself in the head with a rock and killed himself and then Jill was so fucked up over Jack dying and killing himself that she ended up losing the baby and died in the process of the miscarriage Damn,
2: right <laughs> that is, I will say, so I did not hear the part of hitting himself in the head with a rock, which makes sense, like he broke his crown because he right. broke his crown right i was so I've heard two renditions of this, one's more historical, one's like close to yours, it was um it was two people that were having an affair. And they were fetching a pail of water, I guess. Same thing. And then she got pregnant, which same thing. Uh, Because of all of it, I guess he died, killed himself, whatever. Uh, During pregnancy, though, she died. So she came tumbling after. Um, Well, that sounds almost
1: exactly the same.
2: Now, I've got another historical one, right? This says, you know, this theory was, it's actually about the end of the monarchy monarchy of france that jack represents king louis 16th because that sounds like jack <laughs> i know right i thought the same shit when i was reading this like how are you gonna just name him jack like they didn't call him like jackie boy or old jc or some shit like they know louis the 16th you get jack right anyway uh but, obviously, back then, if it was a monarchy, they had to change up the names. they like, eh, we call him Jack, but we all know what you mean. Uh, but, yeah, so Louis <laughs> right. the 16th, uh, it was talking about him. It was just the end of the monarchy. Like, that was him. They got their pail of water. He fell down, broke his crown. It it That actually represents him getting his head cut off by the guillotine because that's how he died. Yeah. So he had his head chopped off. And Mary Antoinette got killed shortly after uh, because she also um uh was was shitty, I guess. <laughs> wow. I know, right? Some of these I'm like, if that's true and someone made Jack and Jill after the monarch of France. <laughs> but like like you said, like just random ass names for
1: like not even close to what the yeah. real names are.
2: Which is Fr- is Jack and Jill even French? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> That's a unless it was like an English poem, and they were teasing France about it because they do that. Actually, I've got one for you, yeah. but um, yeah, I was actually researching this earlier. Um, but the the English will definitely. I've also noticed a lot of these are English related, so they right. like to make up their nursery rhymes. Um, but you never know. I guess they made like they're called them Jack and Jill as Louis and Mary. I guess. Yeah, they can't have too many nursery rhymes with the name Mary in it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I'm sure back then, Mary, you know, being religiously affiliated, uh, they didn't want to <laughs> be any sacrilegious kind of thing going on.
1: Religiously adjacent.
2: <laughs> yeah, essentially. So I was researching this. This I, I wouldn't call this a nursery rhyme. It's so much of a song, but the song Yankee Doodle. Yeah. Like, Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony. Suck a feather in his head and called it macaroni. Yeah. So that song was made by uh, the Brits. And they, it was actually making fun of Americans. Because yeah. it was dur- during all that. So, like, uh, you know, Yankee, that's us. Yeah. They were calling us Yankee Doodles. Doodles was a name for simpletons back then. Right. So stupid. So these American stupid asses took a feather, stuck it in their head, and called it Macaroni. Now, that actually has to do with a secret club called the Macaroni Club. And they were essentially like metro hipster dudes that were some of them kind of in the closet kind of thing. Uh, and all they... Like, like from what I've read, that's kind of <laughs> what it was. Yeah. And they were... Uh, They all they did was they talked about fashion and like, like the hairdresses of the time, the fashion of the time, and so like they were kind of like a a dandy. I don't know if you know what a dandy is, but um, it's so it was basically that of that time period, and it was making basically making fun of Americans saying like we took one feather and stuck it in our hat, and all of a sudden they we think we're macaronis, like
1: yeah.
2: We're fancy, we're fancy boys that know what we're talking about, about fashion. Yeah, macaroni club. Yeah, macaroni, you die. (laughs) Everybody's got a noodle dick. (laughs) Until that shit boils, then it's hard. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What's up, ZD? Yeah, get over here, uh, fucking angel hair. Uh, (laughs) I couldn't think of the other one, the... I think my
1: science was in reverse in that too. Yeah, a little bit.
2: <laughs> what about uh Georgie Porgy? Georgie Porgy. You know Ooh.
1: You know that nursery rhyme?
2: Yeah, I actually uh, yeah, I got a hold of that one. That one's a little intense.
1: Georgie <laughs> Porgy,
2: pudding and pie. Kissed
1: the girls and made them cry. When the boys came out to play, Georgie Porgy ran away. What do you think, Alex? Uh, I think Georgie is a sexual deviant. (laughs) All right. According to one interpretation, Georgie didn't kiss only the girls. This theory holds the rhyme refers to the notorious 17th century Duke of Buckingham, George Villars, a bisexual pretty boy and a social climber. He used his good looks to sleep his way all the way to the top. He would seduce both men and women. And even the king.
2: Yep. You know what king it was? King uh I don't know. King James the First. King James the First, that's it. Yeah. I that was actually one of the things I wrote down. And I didn't know I as I was reading that, I had suspicion that he was uh playing both sides of the field. He uh because apparently the speculation was King James I was in love with him. Yeah. yeah. And because of that, he never got in trouble. Because apparently, uh, he was kind of, not only would he seduce both sides, but like he was a fan of uh, girls, and when they wouldn't take his advances, well, that didn't stop him. Uh, so So's he a was a rapist? Essentially, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to be nice about it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. the maybe dude was, he was raping dudes too then. He could have been. And he never got in trouble because of
1: King James I. Right. Well, you know, the Parliament found out that he was fucking King James the First. And oh, really? uh, they were like, hey, we don't want because King James the First was starting to uh like outwardly show his affection towards yeah. him. And like starting to express his love for him in public and uh they're like whoa we can't make this shit public like we yeah. so they went to the duke and was like look you got to break shit off with the king because this is starting to like put a bad name on our country yeah and uh so he did and he basically broke things off with the king and and uh, king james was fucking heartbroken for the rest of his life over it. Oh. Yeah. You didn't know that, did you? No, I did know that. Yeah, fucking that was parliament. Straight out of the history book of Michael Odenbeck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna read uh one of these other ones. This is from seventeen eighty. Uh this is originally from Nancy Cook's pretty songbook for the little misses and masters okay <laughs> Okay this is this goes uh as follows Old Father Long Legs can't say his prayers take him by the left leg and throw him down the stairs and when he's at the bottom before his long is lain take him by the right leg and throw him
2: up again we just throwing <laughs> this dude up and
1: down <laughs> throwing
2: this yeah.
1: throwing this preacher up and down the steps because he can't say his prayers <laughs>
2: can you say a prayer no boom how about now how about now boom how about now (laughs) 1842 from james
1: haywell's phillips nursery rhymes book there was an old woman her name it was peg Her head was of wood, and she wore a cork leg. The neighbors all pitched her into the water. Her leg was drowned first, and her head soon followed.
2: (laughs) First of all, her name's Peg, really? (laughs) Yeah, I have an aunt named Peg. Yeah. Well, not just that, like, you ever seen a wooden peg? (laughs) Yeah yeah like that's just a funny part of it it's like hey, her name's peg and she's got a cork leg yeah oh peg actually as soon as you said it I was thinking oh ow <laughs> <laughs> jeez peggy like here we go around the mulberry bush the mulberry bush the mulberry bush oh my god I can't say that right now here we go around the mulberry bush Ugh. on a cold and frosty morning here we go around the mulberry bush Uh, This way we wash our face Wash our face, wash our face This way we wash our face On a cold and frosty morning Um, So This rhyme It's much longer and I don't feel like going through them all Uh, (laughs) But it's essentially This is the way we wash our face This is the way we comb our hair This is the way we brush our teeth This is the way we put on our clothes Right. That nursery rhyme Is about a 19th century Woman's prison Oh, shit. Because back then they had horrific standards for prisons because, you know, there probably wasn't any. and
1: (laughs) So their horrific standards was none.
2: (laughs) Yeah, basically. And it was talking about how here we go around the mulberry bush was about them getting only like maybe an hour outside a day, if not less, and they would all just run outside. And there was like, A mulberry bush apparently. They just kind of run around it and then have to go back inside. Jesus. So it's like that's the the dark undertone of like this this nursery rhyme, which it made me think like I bet you no one in the prison made this fucking nursery rhyme up. It had to been like (laughs) someone like a like an asshole guard that goes home to his wife and kids. He's like, here we go round the mulberry bush, the mulberry bush, the mulberry bush. Here we go round the mulberry bush on a cold and frosty morning. And the kids are like, yeah, it's great. And he's like, where'd you come up with that, Dad? Ah, work. Yeah, that was yeah. some dickhead CEO. Yeah, <laughs> he's just oh yeah,
1: made it up to fuck with the inmates. Yeah, basically.
2: Yeah, then he starts telling them that. Yeah. And then they all start like, you fucking dick, Carl. (laughs) And then (laughs) (laughs) next thing you know, shit catches on. And it's a fucking, you know, number one hit platinum record. (laughs) I got another one uh, about kind of about church. Ready? All right, let's hear it.
1: There was a lady all skin and bone. Sure, such a lady was never known. It happened upon a certain day. This lady went to church to pray. When she came to the church stile, there she did rest a little while. When she came to the churchyard there the bells so loud so loud she heard when she came to the church door she stopped and rest a little more when she came to the church within the parson prayed against pride and sin on looking up and looking down she saw a dead man on the ground and from his nose unto his chin the worms crawled out the worms crawled in. Then she unto the parson said, Shall I be so when I am dead? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The parson said, You will be so when you are dead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How fucked up is that? <laughs> that is pretty fucked up. <laughs> I. It's one of those like, Good night, kids. What, right.
1: what the fuck? Ah! <laughs> the don't is... have any nightmares tonight.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like that's why they have to make some of these so cushiony like as the lyrics go, but if you actually think about it like that's got messed up. Ba- yeah, for sure, man. I uh I don't know if this is a nursery rhyme, but I'll tell you one my dad used to tell me all the time the funny thing is i remember actually hearing it i never heard anyone ever do this poem and it was um saw it in a movie actually one time it was a horror movie
1: yeah
2: uh when the moon was full and the sun was bright two dead boys got in a fight back to back they faced each other drew their swords and shot each other um a deaf policeman, while really he heard the noise, came to arrest them two dead boys. But a paralyzed donkey walking by kicked that copper right in his eye. Said so the copper and the boys to a rubber wall, fell into a dry ditch, then drowned them all. And if you don't believe this lie is true, ask that blind man, because he saw it too. <laughs> <laughs> That was like the most random shit that my dad would tell me ever since I was little. And he was just like, here, I got one for you. And then I'd go to school and tell people this and like, what? (laughs) What I've never heard that in my life. I'm like, I hear it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I got a
1: couple real quick ones, real real quick short ones that are out of the original Mother Goose. Oh, nice. Okay. Here, Here's one. Uh, I charge my daughters, everyone, to keep a good house while I am gone. And if you and you and especially you or else I'll beat you back in blue. Huh. So uh, basically it's saying, uh, hey, all you girls. Keep the house tidy while I'm gone. And when I get <laughs> yeah. back, I'm going to beat yeah. the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> And here, here's another one. This one's just two lines. Uh, here comes a candle to light you to bed. Here comes a chopper to chop off your head. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was in Mother Goose. <laughs> 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 what the fuck?
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's a different time, man. What can I say?
1: <laughs> oh my god! Now that's no.
2: I mean, I don't understand why. I have no idea. That's like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I got nothing. I, I mean,
1: that's not even. It's just, it's just two lines that rhyme, and uh, <laughs> and some evil ass shit. You don't need to be saying that to kids. Oh, all right.
2: Do the two lines. I'm going to break them down real quick.
1: Okay. Here comes a candle to light you to bed. Here comes a chopper to chop off your head.
2: <laughs> Here comes a candle. So the candle's coming to light your way to bed. So someone else is bringing light to show you where the bed is. Yeah, But here comes a chopper. Get down the chopper. Uh, <laughs> to chop off your head. Like, I feel like I need to know what the English word for chop. Like, what the hell was a chopper? Somebody who chops wood.
1: <laughs> yeah. Here we go. This, this was in the same Mother Goose book. In case you're trying to think that the, these are all puns and euphemisms, Uh listen to this one out of the same book. Ready? Die, pussy, die. Shut your little eye. When you wake, find a cake, but first die, pussy,
2: die. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) This can't all be the same author. This is like some emo kid having a bad day back in 1794 or some shit like that <laughs>
0: oh my god
2: Who he just got dumped <laughs> or his cat ran away i don't know
1: oh so uh this one actually has just a tiny bit of explanation to it right all right these are all it. out of the original mother goose book but uh this one says uh the little quote underneath that says actually less threatening than it sounds. <laughs> uh-huh. This is a rhyme to be recited while stopping a swing, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Die pussy. Die. <laughs> poosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let me go try that shit out next. I'm going to take my little niece and nephew out to the park and I'll start screaming that and see how fast the fucking cops arrive.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I read this one uh, to my fiance earlier tonight. Thought it, I thought she'd get a good laugh out of it and she did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, uh, here we go. I married a wife on Sunday. (laughs) She began to scold on Monday. Bad was she on Tuesday. Middling was she on Wednesday. Worse, she was on Thursday. Dead was she on Friday. Glad was I on Saturday night to bury my wife on Sunday.
2: Uh. (laughs) dude that sounds just like uh give me a second solomon grundy yeah that's close to that solomon grundy yeah Uh, yeah i was like god i've heard something like that before i had to like look it up real quick the solomon grundy poem yeah yeah maybe that's where they got maybe that's where solomon grundy got that shit from
1: maybe because this was like 17 what is it 1790 was when this was wrote when was Solomon Grundy wrote?
2: Born on a Monday.
1: Yeah. When was when was the palm the poem Solomon Grundy originally
2: penned? 1842. Whoa. Nursery rhyme. Fifty years after this one. So. Yeah solomon Grundy was it how do i get it right here solomon grundy born on a monday christened on tuesday married on wednesday took ill on thursday grew worse on friday died on saturday buried buried on sunday that was the end of old solomon grundy
1: yeah a little so, bit a little bit different not talking yeah, about it, killing it, your wife
2: <laughs> yeah it was it was definitely a little bit different where this is more uh I don't know, maybe it's just this is more like the lifespan of people, I don't know so what do you think about these nursery
1: rhymes terrifying nursery rhymes
2: I think it was a I feel like they, they do what we do you know, they, they take horrific shit and they numb it down and they tell the next generation about it in like a upbeat fashion they they sanitize it a little bit? Is that what
1: you're saying? They numb yeah, it down? Yeah, I guess they do. Yeah. So sanitized is die, pussy, die. Shut your little eye. When you wake, <laughs> find a cake. Die, pussy, die.
2: That's sanitized. Yeah. yeah, that is sanitized. You should have heard the original. <laughs> Ooh, he didn't let nothing, nothing go by on that first one. That first draft. <laughs> at your, uh, at your classic, you should see the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just some of these. It's just like I said. It's like memes of the time. It's just like, it's like something that happened. Like it, it, that's the other thing. Like, was it parents or kids that made these things up? Oh, it was uh, definitely adults. Yeah.
1: They probably sing them the kids. Graffitied them on the side of the fucking
2: wall somewhere. <laughs> Out of the at the urinal at the pub. Yeah, that's and what these going, are. Yeah, that's London what these bridges are. London Bridge is falling down. So these are <laughs> these are bathroom art poems. <laughs>
1: these are fucking bathroom stall poems, dude. One hundred percent.
2: There once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's exactly yeah. what these are. Holy shit, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and some drunk asshole came home and they were like, "Dad, tell us a nursery rhyme." All right. Well, I got one in my mind cuz I just read it at the pisser. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Down at the <laughs> pub.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my god, dude. That's it. That's what these
2: yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, I think we definitely cracked the uh code on that one the da vinci code these are <laughs> the nursery because
1: they had what this is the 18th century most of these came from right oh yeah, so yeah, yeah they, that, had, for sure. they had they had a they had the fucking uh outhouses and shit they didn't have restrooms like we do now true right so they and everybody walked <laughs> around with a fucking knife yeah so they're God. carving this shit they're carving this shit into the wood while they're sitting there taking a shit outside
2: yeah you know they are because that's the shit we do yeah. you think it changed that much in no. a couple hundred years no, no. <laughs> they're carving and shit like the rest of them yes. <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck balls <laughs> oh that this is kind of blowing my mind a little bit <coughs> to think there's someone carving and shitting yeah when they pull it off their diplunes or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> Dude, we've
1: blown this wide open. Yeah. No, for sure. Nobody listening right now can uh, can uh, deny the facts that we have brought to no. light
2: tonight. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely There's not. no way. Please try to debunk it. That's right. <laughs> you send can't.
1: Us, send us your emails at uh, soberlessthoughts at gmail.com that's right <laughs> <laughs> or dm us or a uh, comment on our shit at uh soberless thoughts at that's instagram right. and uh facebook and twitter and think, think soberless, soberless. <laughs> dude we 100 percent fucking figured this out
2: Oh yeah, that's exa- yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> that's exactly what this shit is. Like it's <laughs> it's it's drunken bathroom, fucking bathroom poems. That's exactly what all these are. Yeah. So are our kids gonna sing that shit? Like I'm, I'm gonna start going. To, all, right, all, right, all right. Here's the thing. We're gonna post on an Instagram if it's not terrible. Um, if you find a funny poem on a bathroom stall send it to us yeah as long as it's pc and not like fucked up or racist or anything like that because that <laughs> shit's out there yeah that's true <laughs> yeah we've all seen those like wow all right buddy <laughs> you might want to ease back on that
1: <laughs> <laughs> i did while you're see-
2: taking a shit of all th- things. I did see Sobler's thoughts wrote
1: on the bathroom stall right next to a big dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you'll have that though. (laughs) Yeah. I think actually that's on our Instagram page somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. So we figured this out. Yeah. We told you where to find the social medias. That's right. And uh, fucking a man of words and not of deeds is like a garden full of weeds. And when the weeds begin to grow, it's like a garden full of snow. And when the snow begins to fall, it's like a bird upon the wall. And when the bird away does fly, it's like an eagle in the sky and when the sky begins to roar it's like a lion at the door and when the door begins to crack it's like a stick across your back and when your back begins to smart it's like a penknife knife in your heart and when your heart begins to bleed you're dead and dead and dead indeed <laughs> holy shit <laughs> And I'll leave you with that, kids. Good night.